Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that the Trump administration can tap into Pentagon funds to build sections of a border wall with Mexico. The president tweeted, quote, Wow, big victory on the wall. The United States Supreme Court overturns lower court injunction, allows southern border wall to proceed. That is Ken Lorman reporting. Meanwhile, the president says Democrats should be ashamed of themselves for their ongoing investigations of him, especially compared to how they've treated the previous administrations. They could look into the book deal that President Obama made. Let's subpoena all of his records. Let's subpoena all of the records having to do with Hillary Clinton and all of the nonsense that went on with Clinton and her foundation and everything else. The president calls the Democrats' behavior counterproductive and a disgrace. On Wall Street yesterday, the Dow up 51 points, 27,192. This is SRN News. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. With economic commentator Steve Moore out of the running for Fed, President Trump has turned to another option, announcing his intent to appoint economist Judy Shelton. Dr. Shelton is a superb choice. Years ago, Shelton was one of the very few analysts to predict the fall of the Soviet Union long before it happened. Her conservative commitments are rock solid, having directed the Sound Money Project at the Atlas Foundation. Just last year, she was successful in getting Senate confirmation as the U.S. Director of the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. So she's already been thoroughly vetted and would likely prevail in the confirmation process. The stakes for the global economy have never been higher. We need a new voice at the Fed who can be a solid vote for the protection of monetary stability and who can handle herself at the table with the big boys. Judy Shelton will do well. She should be confirmed. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. The predatory nature now of global capitalism, it's just completely unrestricted. There's no constraints. It's a wild time. It's the King Banyan Show. We want to create jobs. The quickest way to do it is to provide more food stamps. Government is that fiction whereby everybody believes that he can live at the expense of everybody else. As an educator and former legislator. And that is the free lunch myth. Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves. 
to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Hip, hip, hooray. Unemployment is down. We're in an age where, where common sense sounds esoteric. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Unfortunately, economists' uh, words carry a relatively little weight in politics. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Ah, thank you for letting me take a little time last week. I was down in South Carolina visiting uh, visiting my mom. Um, and even though we were in Myrtle Beach, which you would think would be one of the cooler places out there, the heat index was approximately 102. It's hot everywhere, okay? Anyone that went to Paris for their summer vacation, holy cow, it's been brutal. Meanwhile, up here in Minnesota... I just think this has been somewhat of the perfect weather. I experienced, though, yesterday uh, less than perfect weather in insofar as I thought I thought I was I was certainly taken aback by this. Um, I walk out of a out of I had a medical appointment uh, yesterday afternoon. I walk out of the appointment into my car and I need to go home and I and a few drops of rain are falling. I get in the car. I start up one of the streets and I see this wall of gray looking right at me, and and I realize it's actually over my house and moving my way. There's no way to get around it. And given the conditions at the time, I thought to myself, there that could have hail in it. Had no choice. Decided I needed to just go through it, um, hiding under a tree, was it an option? I don't live in a you know I don't live in an area where there are public garages anywhere nearby. You could stick your car under for the ten or fifteen minutes that one of those lasts, if that. I mean, maybe not even ten minutes. And it took all of about two minutes, two and a half minutes, but from the moment I saw the wall to get to the house, and even in that little bit of time. Um, some hailstones pinged off. I avoided the most of it, the, the worst of it. No damage done to the car. But I took some video and actually sent it to our local meteorologist. I was like, my goodness, that's a lot of that's a lot of stu- stuff on the ground. I'll, maybe I'll post one of those into the Twitter feed here at pound KBRS so you can see kind of what happened, what was falling outside my front door yesterday. Andrew, I don't know if you guys got any of that there. It looked like it was going to slide north of the Twin Cities. I'm not sure where you live within the Twin Cities, but I think unless you lived well north, you know, in say up in uh, Anoka County, um, you probably didn't catch any of that. Um, but um, I, uh, I, I certainly, I certainly got to experience. Uh, I, I grew up in New England. Um, we don't get hail like that. Um, that's a truly Minnesota phenomenon and kind, kind of fun to watch. It was kind of fun. My wife gets very excited when we're in those hailstorms and, and we get to see, we get to see that stuff come down. It, it was pretty cool. Anyway, um, call us today. We're live six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Job Saturday is next week. This week we get the GDP report, but we also get, oh my heavens. We, we get what we were, I was kind of hoping for. When I decided I needed to take last week off, I did not know exactly when they would announce the new prime minister in, in Britain, in Great Britain. 
It got announced on Tuesday, Boris Johnson. We're going to have some fun listening to Boris Johnson. A lot of people are having fun with one exchange that he has with Jeremy Corbyn. But there's a few other pieces that I haven't heard played elsewhere that you need to hear. One, exactly what is the, the Tory party, the conservative party, now? And what's its relationship to uh, principles of uh, free trade? Um, I... I, 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 we pulled a clip that I think uh, reveals a few things about this government that would, uh, when someone wants to say that they're the new champions of conservatism, I'd say, uh, slow your roll there, bucko. Um, then secondly, I think we need to hear what their plans are for Brexit, because in terms of what's in, what are the impacts on the world economy in the second half of this year, I think Brexit and the potential for a no-deal Brexit on October 31st has now risen to a point where any person trying to trying to look into the future for the next six months has to have an opinion on on the likelihood that a no-deal Brexit would happen on October 31st. Um, they've they've clearly made made some moves that are that are um, going to have uh, that are going to uh, try to make the case that no deal is really going to happen. Um, I think that's smart uh, for them to do so. The question is whether or not anybody in Europe really believes them. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll do that mostly in the second hour. But this hour, we'll dig into the GDP report. It was a relief that the, that the handle was a 2 rather than a 1, meaning that it's 2.1% rather than 1.8%. It's psychological. It shouldn't matter that much. It's certainly within the the standard of error for the measurements of a preliminary or advanced report for uh, GDP. Of course, uh, as listeners here on the King Banyan Show well know, this one that we get within 30 days of the end of a quarter um, is the called the advanced GDP report. It's the first of three that we get. We get an advanced, then we get a preliminary, then we get a revised. And then it takes year five years even 20 years later they're still revising the data a little bit as they get more complete information so this is based on relatively incomplete information to make this first estimate of gdp gdp went up 2.1 percent and you and there are a number of impacts of various things that happened that I think you need to pay attention to. I tweeted uh, at pound KBRS. I always try to tweet out to you uh, some initial thoughts at the start of the, at the start of it. Uh, and what I did on uh, yesterday was, was to put out a, uh, put out a series of tweets to try to get to, get to the points I was trying to make uh, here. Uh, let me, let me read through those again. The 2.1% uh, GDP growth again. It's a surprise. It's a small surprise. It's certainly, certainly within uh, within the stand the standard uh, error uh, of a forecast to be within a three tenths of a percent. Um, one thing that's important to note in in terms of getting those revisions to previous numbers, there is a second measurement of G of production and income in the economy which so when i teach in the first course in economics when i teach the macro portion of that first course here in Sa at st cloud state 
where I've been a faculty member since 1984 and uh, a dean for the last five years. I don't get to teach anymore, particularly not the lower division classes as much as I would love to. It's still principles of economics is my favorite class to teach uh, because it's your, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. You never get a second chance to teach somebody principles and get them started on the right road to understanding economics. If you don't get the principles right, everything else is going to be is, is going to be a mess. Um, one of the things I teach is that is is the fundamental identity in macro of national income and product counts. Right. So the national income and product counts are how are. are the set of accounts from which we, we give you a number for GDP. We typically talk about it only along one ax, one element of this. The fundamental identity of this is that final expenditures equals final production equals final income. Okay? Production, okay, so expenditures, production, income. Expenditures, production, income. Those are the three pieces that make the accounts come together so if you think about accounting right you've got checks and balances you've got debits and credits and so forth in the national income and product accounts the fundamental identity okay which in the corporate accounting or financial accounting world is the assets equals liabilities plus net worth in the national income and product accounts the fundamental identity is total expenditures equals total production equals total income Instead of production, sometimes they use output. The numbers we give you are always the expenditure numbers because that's the easiest thing to measure. The way we measure GDP is follow the money. Because when we're trying to follow the actual production, the goods, it's harder. But in this particular report, it is extraordinarily helpful to remember that identity because there's stuff happening all over that caused this 2.1% number to contain special factors. One of them is is going back and looking at the income numbers. We get those only with a significant lag. Gross domestic income had been reported previously to have grown only 1% in the last period, in the first quarter of of 2019. It was revising yesterday's report to 3.2%. So that matches the 3.1%, which, which is measuring GDP on the expenditure side. That is to say, there was no revision to the first quarter numbers. We actually have a better number in terms of gross domestic income. The first quarter was a plus three quarter. Now, I know people are making making a significant hay out of the fact that the second quarter is not a 3% quarter. Somehow Trump had promised this. In fact, I'm holding my New York Times this morning. Economy grows, but not at rate Trump promised. There's a lot of that kind of opinion making happening. There's a, there's a bunch of good reasons for that. I'll tell you something that was 3% in Q2 that's just as important as GDP. Coming up right after this on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
Rick is really good at snoring. Very good. As soon as he hits the pillow, it's like... That's what it sounds like. Rick and Robin got Z-Quiet for snoring. Listen to their story. One of the first nights that Rick's used the Z-Quiet, my son said the next day, Dad, I didn't even hear you in my room. And with the Z-Quiet, I'm not being kicked and nudged and bumped and, (laughs) you know, told to be quiet and roll over. Before the Z-Quiet, not getting a restful night's sleep was pretty common for both of us. Waking up the next day, you're groggy, you're tired, you're grumpy. And with Z-Quiet, it's the total opposite. It's been great. Getting a restful night's sleep is great. Z-Quiet works for both men and women. Go to GetZQuiet.com and enter promo code SAVE to save 20%. That's GetZQuiet.com, promo code SAVE to save 20%. That's GetZQuiet.com, promo code SAVE. All month long, we're giving away 1K a day here on Business 1440. Each weekday, there'll be four keywords on air, plus a bonus keyword on our Facebook page. When you hear the keyword, simply head over to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com to enter the word. You get an additional chance to win for every keyword you enter. So listen close each weekday at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. to collect the keywords and win some cool cash from Business 1440. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you and he loves his new roof. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Now, back to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Trying to find you this video found it. I just have to roll it over. We're going to have to rotate it. I'll get it to you after the next segment. This is about 20 seconds in front of my house with that hailstorm. It's really quite remarkable. I'll also send it to you uh, over over our private chat there, Andrew. It'll be interesting. Ooh, jazz stuff. Jazz stuff. That's fun. So guess what was 3%? Here, King Banya Show, Business 1440. 651 289 
Okay, where we get to define for you what the term jugulated means. And turgivernation. Is that how I say that? Turgivernated? Turgiversation. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you that. We'll give you that coming up here in a bit. You're going to learn fun words. Um, um, also, the, the word of the day on, Merriam Web, on the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Bildungsroman. Okay, that's a Mitch Berg term. That's got to be a, a, a that's got to be a Mitch Berg word of the day. Bill Dung's Roman. Of course, you can listen to Mitch over on AM twelve eighty The Patriot, our sister station, this afternoon one to three. Uh, the King Banyan Show, and of course Mitch Berg, the Narn. All members of the Narn Northern Alliance Radio Network. That's what the Narn stands for. We've existed since two thousand three, standing the test of time. All right. So, so let, let me tell you, what was 3%? I'll tell you what was 3%. Final sales of domestic product was up 3% from 2.6% in the first quarter. Here's what that number means. When you have an increase in, when you have an increase in uh, inventories, if a firm builds a product, and at the end of the quarter, that product is still in the possession of the firm, which, of course, they plan to sell to somebody, but they haven't yet. It gets counted in GDP in the quarter it was produced. That's why we call it gross domestic product. It gets counted in the quarter it was produced, but is accrued to inventories as business investment. And then if that piece of inventory is bought later on, it becomes consumption. So in the previous quarter, in the previous quarter, it turned out that that the the 3.1% number had been slightly inflated by the fact that there was an increase in inventories of equal to about one half of it contributed about one half of one percent of the gain, and so that's why many of us thought this number would probably have to be lower because you're not going to continuously add a lot to inventories. I mean, the whole idea of having inventory is you're going to meet later demand and you're going to sell it off you're going to spend it down at some point so you so it was expected to go down but what you want to look at in ter- particularly in terms of talking about the consumer uh, consumption by both businesses and households and by government is to look at this final sales of domestic product this is all of the sales that went to the to the end user across the economy the end user here in the United States and so that number ended up being at 3% up from 2.6% is an indicator that actually the economy in terms of final in this measurement actually gained a little steam and has supported that. In fact, that's the best number we've had in four quarters. The first quarter of 2018 was at a 4.8% clip. But that's but you know, aside that, you'd have to go back you'd have to go back quite some time to find a final sales number. Um, in in the threes, okay. Um, not there's not too many of them. Um, so that was a good number, and this was led by the fact that households households had actually increased their spending, personal consumption expenditures on real terms, was up four point three percent, including durable goods sales up twelve point nine percent. Goods sales were up quite a bit, and that was particularly true in the durable side. Households were buying new new durable goods. This is this is important. 
So on the household side, the household sector had really supported GDP in this particular period. All right. And so I don't particularly mind that a guy like uh, Larry Kudlow, uh, who's, of course, an economic advisor to President Trump, gets on TV and and then does what he does. Right. We always every time we do the GDP report, every time we do Job Saturday, we have to get a Larry Kudlow clip. Let's get it out of the way. Here's our Larry Kudlow clip. This is cut number eight, Andrew. Let's play cut number eight. 0.1% growth for the second quarter. It's a step down from the 3% we saw first quarter, but still better than expected. How are you guys feeling about it? Well, pretty good, actually. I mean, consumers were the hero. Uh, They had explosive economic growth, I guess, uh, better than 4% at an annual rate. Uh, We lost some ground. We had an inventory correction, uh, which took a point off. That probably bodes very well for the second half. We're seeing core CapEx orders really starting to steam up in May and June, that's great. Retail sales also May and June, that's awfully good. Look, I, I think, you know, to keep this thing going in the face of severe monetary tightening in 2017 and 18, seven rate hikes, I think it's almost a miracle that the economy is growing as rapidly as it is. It's growing faster, way above the prior trend line. And I think President Trump's policies of tax cuts and deregulation and energy opening and trade reform are having a huge impact. You know, this has not been easy with seven rate hikes. Okay, thank you, Larry. We'll get back to that. I'm going to uh, I'm going to play a second cut here in, in after the break to talk about this. But this is this is uh, quite interesting. So he's right. Change in inventories took off um, eighty six hundredths of a percent. Okay, so not quite one percent, but you know, in the neighborhood of one percent. He's not he's not entirely wrong about inventory correction, but inventories fluctuate quite a bit. So, and, and that's what they're there for. They're meant to be a shock absorber between production and sales. And so, what's been interesting in the period since um, since the uh, the administ- the Trump administration took office, I want to go back and make sure I'm looking at the right. At the right column. Yes, I am. Okay. So here's what's happened in the Trump administration with this number. Uh, In terms of its impact on GDP, I'm going to go all the way back to Q1 2017. Subtract seven-tenths of percent in Q1 of 2017. Adds one-tenth in in the second quarter. In the third quarter of 2017, adds a full percent. And then subtracts six... Uh, 6,400% in quarter four. So you can see, right, it's it's just splashing around. In 2018, that number is 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 uh, is got a 1.2, it, it subtracts 1.2 in the second quarter, adds 2.1 in the third quarter. It's about flat in the fourth quarter. And then in the first quarter, adds 5,300 in, in Q1, subtracts 8,600 in Q2. This is why, my my friends, this is why I pay more attention to the final sales number, because I want that noise out of the series. Okay, so besides principles of economics, the other, I think I would fair to say, macro theory and forecasting are the two things I probably love to teach the most. I I do love teaching comparative systems, but uh, we've got other faculty that also love doing it, and I particularly as a dean, I would never try to take that course away. But every once in a while, I still teach a, um, a theory course here or there. 
I, or but I haven't taught forecasting. If I taught forecasting, it's the first thing I teach them is don't look at the top line number. Look at this number. The economy is in better shape than people people are going to give it credit for. Led by this this number, particularly in goods. And if I look to see where where did that goods consumption happen, what added to it, it's kind of across the board. But the biggest the biggest line in that number is going to be. Uh, is going to be the switch in terms of what happened with motor vehicles and parts, right? Went from subtracting $4.4 billion in real GDP in Q1 to adding $19.7 billion in Q2. Um, recreational goods are up uh, from 156 to 21.7. The household is feeling good. It is adding a fair amount to to its consumption households are buying more uh, 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 are buying uh, more f- the foods food was down in Q1 I think that was a I think some of this might have been the impact of people just not shopping in Q1 because it was so dang cold outside um, so uh, the number in Q1 for food and be- it's called food and beverages purchased for off-premises consumption that's the food you take home to, to fix and eat was down $4 billion in Q1, up $12 billion in Q2. Uh, clothing and footwear, down $4 billion in Q1, up $13 billion in Q2. So it's up and down the board. And you had to expect that some bounce back in consumption would happen because of weather, but there's no question in my mind that it's, that's not all of it. I think the consumer is indeed feeling pretty good about where the economy is right now. And feeling good about that is helping it. On that, I think I think we're right. There is one very important fact, though, that we haven't talked about yet. I want to make sure I get this across before we leave the GDP report. And that, in fact, is going to be Boeing. What happened to Boeing this week? They had an earnings report. It was a pretty. It was a pretty ugly report. And you could have predicted that it would have an impact on GDP, and indeed it did. We'll tell you more about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Smart Speakers. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot. And so I was I was brand new to this. My name is Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity. And uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money. Uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract and know that I have some other sources of income. 
Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Debt snowball got you down? Is it time to kick up your savings with a side hustle? Go to VoitBus.com. Voits is a family-owned local bus company that is looking for people just like you. We are in need of bus drivers, bus assistants, van drivers, mechanics, body repair, and vehicle cleaning staff. No matter what your interests are, we can keep that side hustle going so you can get off the beans and rice and start living like no other. Visit VoitBus.com. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Ah, I love this. I, I feel like I should be starting a game show right now. Uh, 651-289-4477 if you want to play. Part of what happens when I visit my mother is I get to look, remember... Um, that she uh, loves game two game shows, and I have to sort of be there to play along with them. Um, so, so Andrew, you want to take a guess? My mom's eighty-seven years old. Um, which two game shows would she be addicted to? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go for The Price Is Right for five hundred. Aha! Pretty good. That's probably number three. We didn't make it appointment TV. Like the other two, the other two are okay. Here are two hints: one, they're both they're both shown in early evening. Two, both of them were originally produced by Merv Griffin, and you're too young to remember Merv Griffin, probably. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, most I'll definitely. make you go. I'll make you go. I'll make you go look up Merv Griffin later. <laughs> um, actually, if you're ever, if you're actually gonna work in the entertainment business, you ought to know who Merv Griffin was. Answer, um, Wheel of Fortune, because she likes playing the word, she likes trying to solve the puzzles, and then Jeopardy. Okay? It turns out, if you are an 87-year-old American female, you are really attracted to these shows, because 
I went to I went to dinner with them after church on Sunday. Um, there's like a required trip to the Olive Garden after church, uh, and about a half dozen of these women who are between mom's the oldest, but the, none of them I think were under se- were were under seventy. Um, and um, and 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 the Olive Garden knows who they are. Um, they know what to bring them. They, it, was, it was really kind of cool to, to be part of. There was discussion of the game shows. Holy cow. There was discussion of uh, game shows. Hmm. Interesting. Um, anyway, um, 651-289-4477. Okay. I, I can feel my, my pocket buzzes when someone tweets, tweets something directly at me. Um, I'll co- we'll talk about this moment. Here's... So, the other thing that's in this, everyone is making making a, a point about about the uh, the fact that business investment in this report. Let me go pull up my GDP report again and go back. Business investment was was down um, was down uh, by uh, five and a ha- down five and a half percent. Fixed investment down. Eight tenths percent, okay, or fixed investment. Um, structures off ten point six percent. Residential housing down one and a half percent. As I've said, I think that, I think that has pretty well run its course. Uh, all of the investment in housing really happened in twenty seventeen, the first half of twenty eighteen. It's not true up here. There's still a fair amount of construction up here, out here in the, in the uh, as I like to say, the provinces. Uh, in greater Minnesota, but um, pr- probably not so much in the major uh, metro markets uh, as was happening earlier. That's 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 certainly the case. However, okay, a lot of people saying, "Well, this is proof that the Trump tax cuts didn't work because we're not getting that." And I thought so too at the beginning. I'm like, "Hmm, what's going on there?" I had not paid enough attention in the tweet I put up yesterday. I had not paid enough attention. To what the potential impact of of Boeing's 737 shutdown was. So, what happened to Boeing on Wednesday? On Wednesday, they announced their second quarter earnings, and they were horrible. I mean, actually, look at their income statement right this moment. Sales uh, sales were off uh, about 1.6 billion dollars. Uh, so, gross income was reduced. Gross income was reduced by about uh, $700 million. That was largely due to an extraordinary charge, a write-off of $5.6 billion, reflecting what had happened in terms of, in terms of the number of, of, um, uh, a number of 737 maxes that Boeing's been building. In case you've been living under a rock uh, but happen to be listening to radio at the same time, Boeing's had to, okay, all of the 737 MAX has been grounded because of issues with its, with its, air, traffic, its air traffic controls, its air controls, automated controls that are in the plane, are in the planes. They've grounded that, they've grounded that fleet. Um, many airlines, including Southwest, are saying we're not buying any more until next year. And so they've been having to hold back some of their, production um american airlines saying we're still in limbo we have we're we're not sure what we're doing vis-a-vis the 737 max and so i was trying to suss out 
what exactly had happened with it. So I'm reading a CNBC report, um, and it says uh, regarding Boeing's report, okay, and just looking at the key points, this is uh, Wednesday morning, it said, Boeing reported a second quarter loss of $5.82 a share. It delivered 104 fewer planes to customers in the second quarter compared to the same quarter last year. Um, the giant, the aerospace giant's flagship 737 MAX remains grounded after two failed crashes. Company remains uncertain on how long it will be till it returns to flight. I think everybody had thought when it was grounded that this would be a two to three week thing. Well, this is running on to four months and it could go a whole lot longer than that. And so I was trying to think about 104 fewer planes and thinking about what that would be. The 737 MAX, so I had to go out and find out, okay, all right, so if you, so the reason I did the game show thing, all right, here's the, here's the question, okay, if you're going to play the prices right, guess to within the nearest million dollars, the price of a Boeing 737 MAX 8, which is probably the most popular one. There's a cheaper model, the Boeing 7, Max 7, 737 Max 7. But take a 37 Max 8. Okay, don't go all right. I've already used I've already used uh, the internet to find the answer to this. So that you don't have to. But would you like to take a guess on what one of these babies costs? Okay, Andrew, you can play along if you would like to make a guess. Oh. If you want to Tweet at us at pound KBRS. You can uh, certainly, you can certainly uh, go ahead and uh, and try to tweet an answer. Okay. But what I did was I took the hundred and four fewer deliveries. Now remember, we talked about inventories in the previous segment. If Boeing built the seven thirty sevens and is holding them, first of all, you need a whole lot of hangar space. They've identified that they've had to spend an extra two point seven billion dollars. Because of the delay in delivery, my guess is that's largely warehousing costs to put the extra planes because they haven't they haven't just laid off everybody and 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 just stopped producing these 737s. They're still producing, but there's certainly no overtime happening there. There's certainly there's certainly a slower production process than there had been before. If I took 104 planes and I tried to compute. What would be the impact on the business investment number into transportation? Right? That impact would come out to something in the area of twelve to thirteen billion dollars. Alright? If you're doing the math in your head, you probably now have some idea of what a seven thirty seven max eight costs. I'm using the max eight. The max ten costs more, the max nine costs more, the max seven costs less. The Max 7 goes for just under $100 million a plane. The Max 10 goes for about $135 million a plane. That Max 8, which is probably the baseline number, the, is the one I was using, is about a $120 million plane. So that comes, 104 planes comes out to just a, less, just a titch less than $12.5 billion in lost sales. If I take that number... And now put that into, into i got to go back and grab this table. If I look at business investment into transportation equipment, 
Business investment in transportation equipment in quarter two was $273, sorry, $279 billion. Okay, in quarter one, it was 286.6. So that drop took away 6.9% from that number. That's got to account, that accounts for, at least in by my calculations and looking at what was put out by by them, uh, about fifteen uh, hundredths of a percent. So about about of that drop, that of that drop in fixed investment, it could be entirely due to the seven thirty seven max because the drop is about it's in the neighborhood of that same number. And you know who got that right? Wilbur Ross. Wilbur Ross on Fox Business yesterday actually calls this out as a factor. Okay, go ahead, Andrew, and play. This is cut number nine, please. Well, absolutely, and it's despite the problems in transportation equipment. As as you know, Boeing has been sidelined on the 737 Maxes. That probably took four-tenths of a point off, so it's really lowered... It's really better than the numbers even said, and that will come back in once those problems are solved and those planes are delivered. Uh, the other- so his report actually says something less than that, says uh, 0.14. What I think he was doing was taking the entire 104 planes that they didn't deliver and assume that they didn't get built. That's not true. Some of them, some of them maybe not all 104, but some of them got built and are being stuck away in inventory. But the remainder that wasn't built certainly contributes to that loss. It probably isn't four-tenths, but it's probably a tenth or two. And in terms of inventory, that number plus plus what happened, in it, plus what happened on the business inventory uh, uh, adjustment or correction, as Cudlow said, is the entirety of the loss in that number. It's the entirety of the decline in GDP from that. So I do think that there's a that you know there's a silver lining in this thing. The things that happened here are in fact temporary demand side adjustments that are largely one-off events. I don't think the third quarter is going to be. Right now, my guess for the third quarter is something greater than 2.1%, probably in the 25 to 3 range. I haven't done a whole lot of thinking about it, but it certainly can't be something at the 2.1 number. Okay, so anyone trying to throw dirt on uh, the Trump tax policy might be a little premature on this. I think we need to wait for more information. The impact of the Boeing, of the, of the Boeing grounding of the 737 MAX is a significant impediment to understand the impact of tax changes on business investment. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. 
Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. American pressure. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Business 1440. Oh, there's a lot of stuff I'm not going to get to today. Now I realize I'm just giving you the full-blown geekery of uh, explaining how that report, that GDP report, wasn't as reliable a measurement of um, GDP as uh, normal. Um, I could tell you what, though. There's some people that I think, uh, because they're asked for instant reaction, I, I think this video... This next audio clip came maybe 10 minutes after the release of the report, maybe a little bit later, but it was still in the morning. And like I said, I messed up the uh, understanding the investment number, uh, so I'm not going to lay a lot of blame. Former Obama uh, advisor Austin Goolsby, professor at the University of Chicago, uh, was on talking about GDP and and whether or not the Federal Reserve will need to act. Okay, okay, and we probably better end the hour on this because um, this certainly will dominate the news coming up this, in this coming week. Let's play cut number one, please, Andrew. Uh, let's start with, with GDP. 
We, as Steve said, we we've slowed, but it's not a slow economy. Are you? Uh, do you think the Fed is in a weird position to be thinking about cutting here? I don't think it's that weird. I think it's slowing, and that so the Fed, they're either going to cut now, which they probably are going to do, or if they don't, I think the market pressures on them are going to be really high to cut. I th- to me, the irony is that the only thing preventing them from cutting, I think, is that the president is out publicly haranguing them that he wants them to cut the interest rates. So every time they go in and say, hey, we, maybe we should adjust it down, they, at least it has to raise in their mind, yeah, but do we want the world to think that we're just doing what the, what the president is demanding of us? Alex A. Right. Uh, so first of all, I, I agree with Goolsby about this. The worst, if you want them to cut rates... Uh, uh, Larry Kudlow, if you want them to cut rates, President Trump, shh, the market's doing the work for you. They're browbeating them into place. You don't need to do a dang thing. But I I think that the case made in these data, okay, so the Fed's meeting priced in, I should go get my, hang on, um, Hang on a second. I'll get you the most current report on this. Uh, the Fed from the from, this is from the CM, CME, the uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange uh, 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 report. So the probability that they're going to that they're going to do a uh, a twenty five percent basis weight cut is at seventy eight point six percent. A fifty a fifty point base a fifty basis point rate cut is at 21.4%. There are people talking about zero, probability of no change. ...market for the Fed funds rate, there is 0% probability being assigned in that market for no change. It's going to happen. It's going to be 25 basis points. Okay? The people who are saying it's going to be 50 basis points after this report, even though probabilities for a 50 basis rate change slightly moved up after the GDP report from 19 to 21 percent, pretty small. I think it's I think this is ridiculous. (laughs) I think I I think the economy is doing there's not a recession coming anytime soon. Everyone is trying to make light of the fact that there's that well a recession is going to come because you know the yield curve inverted and look what's happening in europe yes all of that is true but you're saying that on the basis of thinking that a that a two and a quarter to two and a half percent fed funds rate target range is tight it's not tight Where's the evidence that it's tight? Where where are all of these businesses out there who saying they can't get they can't get loans? Where are all the the calls on margin on margin? Where are all of the calls on on inventory loans that you would think would be happening? There's no evidence of this. Well, we need an insurance policy. Well, that's the Fed put that was brought in by Alan Greenspan, who came out this last week in favor of a rate cut. Well, of course he did. Okay, Janet Yellen, Ben Bernanke, and now Jay Powell, all are going to produce 
these cuts in rates, okay, these cuts in rates to sort of help things out. I don't think it's necessary for us to cut rates at this time, but they will. Why? Because Goolsby's absolutely right. The market will throw a tantrum if they don't, and this Federal Reserve lives in fear of a tantrum. Regrettably, who the president has sent forward in terms of nominations for the, for the Board of Governors are people who would be more likely to be responsive to the tantrum rather than people with, with a spine that would say, no, you're wrong, we don't need that rate cut yet. We can't, we'll have to put it off. Anyone who you listen to is on, on uh, the news channels, the business news channels, on Monday and Tuesday saying that they might not cut rates is blowing smoke or selling their book. Okay? There's a rate cut coming Wednesday, whether we like it or not. I don't, but I don't have a vote. What I do have is another hour of the King Banyan Show and a lot of Boris Johnson coming up after this on Business 1440. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need all month long, we're giving away 1K a day here on Business 1440. Each weekday, there'll be four keywords on air, plus a bonus keyword on our Facebook page. When you hear the keyword, simply head over to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com to enter the word. You get an additional chance to win for every keyword you enter. So listen close each weekday at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. to collect the keywords and win some cool cash from Business 1440. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. On the issue of abortion, the United States is an outlier on the world stage, even when it comes to the notoriously liberal countries of Western Europe. This point was recently illustrated in an article in the New York Times. The headline, German Doctors Fined for Abortion Ad. Doctors there may list professionally that they perform abortions, but they may not positively advertise how they do the procedure, nor can they advertise in a commercial context. One sentence in the article demands our attention. Abortion is legal in Germany through the first 12 weeks of a pregnancy. 12 weeks? Remember, in the state of New York, that number was increased by all moral effects to 40 weeks. 40 weeks of a pregnancy. What we need to note here is that the United States is a genuine outlier. It became an outlier in 1973 in the Roe v. Wade decision. It's even more an outlier now. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Eating better can be a challenge, not to mention sometimes confusing. Eat this, don't eat that, and don't even ask me what a healthy fat is. 
Working towards your physical wellness can be a challenge, but you don't have to do it on your own. Wellness Radio 1570 is here to help make it a little easier with all of the encouragement and guidance to help you work towards your best you. And don't forget, you can take Wellness Radio 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our free... 